Hey, welcome to the Cheston Podcast. How's everybody doing out there? I know it's Wednesday. I know, I know. And I said I'll be posting new episodes on Tuesdays, but technical difficulties, but you know the show must go on. Can't let it stop you. Um, the app I use to record my podcast, I guess there was an update on it or something. And I, I was locked out of it for like a day. So I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I have to record, you know, my next episode. I can't be, you know, behind so I'm only behind a day, so it's not that bad. You know, it's not what I, you know, intentionally plan, you know, new episodes on every Tuesday. But at least, you know, I figured it out, fixed it, and I'm rolling with the punches. That's what, that's the energy I'm continuing to have for 2023. Rolling with the punches, getting whatever I want done, getting it done so it can be done. And I hope everybody else has that same energy, okay? But um, enough of me just babbling about everything else let's just get into the topics for the week of january 9th to january 15th so much has happened let's just get into it all right page six reports beyonce asked britney spears to appear in a new music video but the correct um but the collaboration ultimately did not come to fruition now i did not believe this but page six is reporting they're saying that multiple multiple sources confirmed that this is actually true, that Beyonce did really did um, reach out to Britney Spears for her to be in one of her music videos. And it's um, they also report it's unclear why the plan fell through. Um, um, you know, I feel like Britney Spears and Beyonce, they've always served two different things, two different types of, um, uh, inter- you know, artists slash entertainers. Like, they're two different people. Um, I'm not going to get into the, you know, basics of it. You know, I see, uh, Britney Spears is more, her thing has always been pop and it's always been focused on pop. And that's what I loved about, that's what I love about Britney Spears. She's always been consistent in her category, like in her lane, you know, she's always stayed in pop. And I mean, of course she's, you know, played with a little bit of things. She did a little bit of pop R&B. Like if you are a Britney Spears listener, like if you've actually listened to all her CDs, you would know this. I'm not making this up, but she's she's played, you know, with pop R&B, pop rock. Like she's played with different things, pop electronic. Like she's Britney Spears, like she, pop is her thing and she's comfortable in pop. Beyoncé's like an overall artist, an international art. Well, Britney Spears is an international artist too, but Beyoncé can do anything. Beyoncé can do rock, country, like she likes to, you know, play and jump all over the place. And and then that's what that is. But I feel like that I really don't know um, what video Britney's... If we're talking about Renaissance, I don't know what video or what cameo Britney Spears could have made. Um, it would have been interesting to see. Um, but at the same time, I just feel like Britney Spears is not ready to you know, get back in the spotlight yet. And I think a lot of people are seeing that you know there is a demand. There's like a weird obsession with Britney Spears. And you can't deny it. It is to this day. You know, this girl is still like being hounded and people are still obsessing over her moving into the next story. So since we're keeping it on Britney, um, I just want to say, you know, you have to disregard the fake news that TMZ, Perez Hilton and Page Six um, are, you know, have been falsely reporting. I don't know if you guys have seen it, that um, people were saying that Britney was acting manic, quote unquote, in a restaurant after her husband, quote unquote, storms out. Um, that's actually not true. If you watch the footage, I hope you did. You can clearly see Britney Spears was, you know, there to enjoy a private dinner, like just to have a regular dinner. Somebody whips out their freaking phone and and they're recording her. 
people, Britney Spears does not want to be recorded. Like, have we not learned from what we saw in 2000, that, you know, the beginning of the 2000s, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008? Like, Britney Spears don't want to, that's why she don't want to be, you know, she's like off the grid. That's why she's deleting her Instagram all the time, her pages all the time, because she don't want to, you know, Britney Spears... She gets that she's famous, but, and I'm not saying that she don't, you know, I mean, she's the, you know, not saying, I'm not saying that she's saying she don't want to be famous anymore. You know, there's nothing she can do about that. But I think with Britney Spears, she just, she wants privacy. And I, and, and it's crazy that somebody of her stature and, you know, and her level of, you know, stardom would want that. But you got to remember, these people are human beings like the rest of us. They weren't famous all there. You know, there was a period in time where, you know, Britney Spears was a normal person. That probably was from when she was born to, what, 15? Because Baby One More Time came out when she was, like, 16. So since she's been, since, okay, so technically since 16, this girl has been hounded, photographed. Like, people have been just obsessed with this girl. And I think Britney Spears is just trying to take, she don't need, you know, she's already made it clear. I'm not even thinking about music right now. And I think that's what a lot of these fans, well, I'm going to get into that in a minute, but let me continue on to this false story that was out there. Like I said before, that story's not true. If you watch the video, you clearly can see that she was just blocking people from recording her. She doesn't want to be recorded. Please treat her like a freaking human being. But she's in LA and people tend to not do that. That's like the, that's the, the state, you know, California is the state where, you know, people just go there, you know, just to visit, you know, hoping that they'll see somebody famous. So you can't really expect privacy in L.A. So it's it's, it's kind of sad, but that's what she wants. You know, you got to kind of respect it. She is a human being. But it's interestingly enough, I just see it as this is just a smear campaign, you know, another attempt just to make it seem like she needs the current, you know, the conservatorship that she just, you know, got out of. But she was in nearly 14 years. And, you know, you know Brittany, she's even said this on, in previous Instagram posts that she's scared to go out in public exactly for this reason. Because she knows the media will try to spin negative stories against her, you know, about her, you know, to make it look like she needs a conservatorship. Like, she really needs it. And I just think people should just leave her alone. Just let her live. You know, she's not hurting nobody. I get people talk about her post and how she's always half naked. First of all, she's doing it. I'm tired of repeating myself. It's like I'm I'm talking in circles, but she, she does that because she's out of the. She's finally free, so she feels like she can post anything she wants to post. Like I said before, her husband um, Sam Asgari, he said that he prefers her not to, you know, post those pictures or that content, but he understands because she's finally free. She's been controlled most of her life. That's his words. This is what he said. So he he allows, you know, she not even he, not even he allows. He knows that he can't control her. So he just lets her do her. He lets Britney do her thing. You know what I'm saying? And he just supports her. He's just trying to get her back to her happy her, you know, her happy place, her happiness, because she's not she hasn't been happy in a long time, people like I don't you know, that's basically what it comes down to. And, you know, Sam, her husband, once again, he even came out and said not to believe the stories, not to believe what's being, you know, reported in the media. And 
off that topic, I want to go into how fans are like on social media saying, you know, can we get a wellness check on Britney? Can somebody check on Britney? Leave this girl alone. Leave this girl alone. Your obsession with her, I, I get it, because I used to be obsessed with Britney Spears, but I got to witness all them errors, baby. From the beginning all the way to now, I got to like have a front seat of seeing, now I didn't get to see her live. I would die. I, I've always wanted to see Britney Spears live, but I've never seen her live. But as far as like seeing concerts on TV, seeing her, you know, on TRL, seeing her in her prime, I got to witness all that. So I'm content. I've seen Britney Spears, you know, in her prime and do the damn thing. And it's sad that you guys want so much. What it is, is fans, now that she's out of her conservatorship, you guys are ex expecting her to go back to that old Britney. It's not going to happen. After being what she's been through for nearly 14 years, it's not going to happen. Britney Spears is not even the same Britney Spears. I can tell you that now. That woman is a whole different woman. That, that's not the Britney Spears we knew from early 2000s. You know, it, it, that's not her. This woman, her whole mindset, Britney Spears, the Britney Spears now, you know, she don't trust nobody. She doesn't, she doesn't trust people. She's scared of people. She just, you know, it's sad, but it's going to take time for her to, you know, to be comfortable you know, living on her own, you know, because they, they took that freedom from her for so long. So she's trying to get adjusted, but she's scared because she knows everybody's going to be watching her and making opinions of her. It's kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. It really freaking sucks. And I hate to see her go through this because Britney Spears, you can say what you want about her. Y'all could talk about her the way she looked. You can say whatever, whatever you want to say about her. But Britney Spears right hand on the bible is probably the sweetest pop star i've ever seen the the nicest the humblest pop star i've ever seen just interactions with from fans to people to paparazzi britney spears is a, a you know as far she's a professional at being you know kind to people that support her i can't say that about a lot of fucking pop stars if we want to keep it real a lot of these pop stars are not as nice and, and genuine and humble as Britney Spears, you know, was. And it still is to this day. She's still a very humble person. She don't even think she's that big of a deal, which is crazy to me. It's like, you're fucking Britney Spears. How do you not? But at the same time, that plays into a part of her family not respecting her and not seeing her as a human being. So if your own freaking family doesn't, you know, respect you and, and support you and love you, then, you know, you don't really care about, you know, strangers or outside the opinions of outsiders or strangers. So I, you know, I totally get it, Brittany, but I'm just wishing her, you know, please give her privacy. When you see her out, please do not record her. Just let, let this girl, but you, you, you know, you're not, you, you know, you're not good. Nobody's going to listen. Everybody's good. Nobody's going to, you know, Nobody's gonna not record her. Everybody's gonna fucking freak out when it's Britney Spears, you know, because it's fucking Britney Spears. But I'm just saying, let's just give this girl, you know, the freedom and let's try the, the, the media. Have we not learned the, the, the trash that we put, you know, that you guys used to write and, and drag her literally? You guys are doing it again now that she's free and it's, it's really sad to watch. But I just hope that, you know, she stays, you know, to herself, honestly, 
I think that's the best. I think Britney Spears should stay to herself, should stay up, probably stay off of social media. But I mean, stay on, you know, vent and let out what you have to let out because it's good to let it out than holding it in, in my opinion. You know, since I'm just saying, I just think Britney Spears deserves privacy. She deserves healing. And let's give her that. Okay, that's all I'm trying to say. Moving on. New York Post is reporting. Well, the New York Post, they're reporting that um, the new book that was released on January 10th, it's titled Frank Sinatra and the Mafia Murders. Okay, so basically the book, it confirms Frank Sinatra's mob ties. I know a lot of Gen Z probably don't even know who uh, Frank Sinatra is. Millennials, I'm sure you guys do know who. Millennials and back, you guys, we we have some idea of who Frank Frank Sinatra is. Um, the reason why I'm bringing, I'm even talking about this is because I love that era. I love the whole Rat Pack era. That's that's like, I think I love that time because of the style. I love how movie stars looked like movie stars back then. Like. To me, hands down, 1950s, yeah, 1950s Hollywood is my favorite Hollywood era. Probably not the best time for people of color, like me, black a black person. But as far as the fashions <laughs> and the style, like, I, one day I'm going to get me a freaking suit that's tailored like Humphrey Bogart's from Casablanca. That is my goal, okay? I want one of them white suits like that because it's so clean. But anyways, moving on. So this book is confirming what, I mean, many, I guess we've all knew that, you know, Frank Sinatra had some, some ties, you know, he, he had his hands in, in things that he probably shouldn't have had done, you know, shouldn't have been involved in back, back in the day. But this book is confirming it. They say that his ties with the mafia, with the mob, they date back all the way to the 1940s when Charles Lucky Luciano and other Genovese higher ups fronted. Frank Sinatra, they fronted him $50,000 to put him in the spotlight. So that's how Frank Sinatra even got to start, okay? It was on mob money, mafia money, that helped him get to where, you know, to get him in the spotlight and, you know, begin his career. All the way back to the 1940s. This is crazy. So anyways, the book also claims that Frank would threaten people, you know, with his mob ties, like use it as his muscle. He would say to people, quote unquote, I'm going to have you killed or I'm going to have your legs broken. <laughs> so cliche, right? Anyways, continuing on. Sinatra, he liked to brag, is, is what the book is claiming. Um, they, they go on to say he would talk about mob hits that were in the media. And he would say, quote unquote, I didn't like that guy. I called my friends and they took care of him. Like he, he was known for bragging about his ties. You know, like basically using it like a, a medal, a badge of honor, basically. And the book also goes on to claim that Sinatra tried to become a CIA, a CIA informant. Wait, I'm sorry, tongue twister. A CIA informant twice, but the CIA declined because, like I said before, everybody said that Frank Sinatra liked to talk. And the CIA was already in cahoots with the mob, and they did not want that information to leak if they would have had, you know, Frank as an informant. So they declined him so they can keep him in the dark. So he wouldn't be running his mouth back to the mob about how he is an informant. You know what I'm saying? They, they just worried that Frank talked too much. And I found that interesting. Like I said before, I love the Rat Pack. I love Frank Sinatra. I do. I, I really do love him because of what he did for um, people of color in Vegas 
he was one of the first people to like, you know, if my friend can't perform, meaning uh, Sammy Davis Jr., if he can't perform here, then I'm leaving. And, you know, that started a whole shift. It was kind of like, okay, well, if the big star is refusing to perform, then we want to, you know, follow his demands because that's who the people are coming to see. So I thank him and applaud him for that, you know, definitely, you know, big ups to Frank Sinatra for, you know, um, integrating, if you will, uh, early Vegas when black men, I don't even want to get into that, but moving on, <laughs> like I said, shout out to Frank Sinatra, RIP. I just, I think that book, like I said, the book is titled, if you guys are interested in even reading the book, the book is titled Frank Sinatra and the Mafia Murders. And they go into detail about everything, even when in the, I guess, um, in the 70s or 80s, late 70s or um, early 80s, when Frank Sinatra Jr. was uh, kidnapped, Frank Sinatra Sr., he called the mob first to help him get his son back before he asked the CIA. It's a whole, it's pretty interesting, but check out that book. I just wanted to, you know, give a little, you know, a a little, you know, retro, um, uh, tea, a little retro, um, hot topic, you know, news. Um, nobody really talks about Frank Sinatra anymore. And I found that interesting, you know, I mean, I kind of always knew that he had mafia ties, but duh, but, um, it's just to know that there's a book out there confirming it. It's like, okay. And then the $50,000, I didn't even know his career for, I thought like he just, you know, went out there and, uh, got signed and became a big star. I did not know that the mob gave him $50,000. So it, like a front, a starter, startup money. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Gwyneth Paltrow appears on the late, late show with James Corden and reminisces over being famous in the nineties. Oh, who are you telling girl? I missed the nineties too. But anyways, moving on. Um, Paltrow, she told James Corden that the nineties were great. Okay. Quote unquote. She says that, um, She basically said, talk about doing cocaine and not getting caught. Quote, unquote, this is what she said. She goes on to say, you could just be in a bar and be having fun, dance on the table. You could. No camera phones, especially in New York. There were no paparazzi. You could stumble out of a bar and go home with some rando and no one would know. (laughs) I guess she's telling on herself. (laughs) But it's all good. Who doesn't miss the 90s? I, I... uh, it's a blessing and a curse because as a millennial, all mill- we're, first of all, millennials are the start of the whole computer. Like when it when it became like when it caught on and we knew that it was going to become something bigger before it actually became something greater. Hence, touch screen phones, um, social media, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, all that. Like we were the first generation to even like learn the basics of a computer. And then don't even get me started into the whole burning era when you were like, you know, pirating, basically. It, it still goes on today. Now they call it streaming. But um, definitely miss the 90s. Who doesn't miss the 90s? If you were alive, what a time to be alive. Um, moving on. All right. The 2023 Golden Globe Awards. We're just going to do a little mini recap. You know me, I don't really care for award shows. They're not like how they used to be. They're not as good as they used to be. But continuing on, I just want to give a shout out to some, you know, standout winners. Angela Bassett, she won Best Supporting Actress for her role in Wakanda um, Forever. Congrats, mamas. You deserve, well deserved. She, yeah, that was such a good movie. Her scenes were everything in that movie. And I was pissed that she died. But moving on. Tyler James Williams, he won Best Supporting Actor in a series 
of TV series for Abbott Elementary. Quinta Brunson also won Best Actress in a Musical Slash Comedy um, in a TV series, also Abbott Elementary. Michelle, uh, Michelle Yeoh, um, she won Best Actress in a Motion Picture Slash Comedy for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, Zadea won Best Actress in a Drama TV Series for Euphoria. This is like her third year in a row, I think. She's like on a streak. Um, continuing on, uh, Abbott Elementary, they won Best Musical Slash Comedy um, TV Series. House of Dragon won Best Drama TV Series. Okay. And then I just want to point out, this is like something that just bothered me a little bit. Evan Peters, he won Best Actor in a Limited Series for Dahmer. Now, I don't, okay, my thing is, what I noticed is that he was nominated and he won. And, and mind you that he played a character that was a serial killer and that was killing young men of color, majority, you know, black and uh, other ethnicities. Now, I remember when OJ, the OJ, um... The series that came out by the same creator, Ryan Murphy, the same dude that did Dahmer, he did um, The People vs. O.J., the American Crime Story, I guess. And it had uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. He was uh, he played uh, O.J. Simpson. Now, mind you, when that happened, they didn't even nominate Cuba Gooding Jr. They did not want to award a killer. That was their reasoning. So they did not even nominate him. And then fast forward to 2022... Sorry, 2023, Evan Peters is winning <laughs> uh, Best Actor for a, a, a Dahmer, for a Jeffrey Dahmer, a serial killer. So it's it's kind of a double, double standard. I didn't like that. It's, it it kind of plays into that, you know, is, is it because he's a white actor and you guys basically handed it to him because he's white and then you guys are pissed at about the oj j simpson situation so you take it out on cuba gooding jr not saying that cuba gooding jr's you know his performance was like uh, oh you know oh it wasn't bad but it wasn't like he was the standout star of the show and i mean i didn't really feel that way about evan peters in Dahmer. Dahmer wasn't really a stretch of a character he was just really strange okay and that really wasn't to me i've seen evan peters act like so many weird caucasian males in the roles he plays it's nothing it was nothing shocking or different no tino shade moving on but side note onto something lighter rihanna and asap rocky skipped the red carpet and attended they like popped up on the tv screen like how jay-z and beyonce did one year i can't i don't think that was the golden globes i think that was the oscars where they didn't do the red carpet and they just you just saw them at a table. They skipped just to be, you know, I think it's kind of cool. It's kind of like, oh, we don't have to do that. We're still going to get the attention even though we didn't have to walk the red carpet. I think that is so dope. But anyways, Rihanna, she was nominated for Best Original Song for Lift Me Up. Of course, she did not win. Um, she was dripping. But but the, the, the thing is, if you saw her, oh my God, she was dripping in Cartier, Diamond, Cartier Diamonds. And her necklace was... Alone, she was wearing her necklace was 26.51 carats. Okay, honey was dripping and she looked amazing. She has this glow. Um, Rihanna still has a little bit of baby weight on her, which is not bad. I like Rihanna thick, I like her skinny. 
Um, but you can definitely tell that she's trying to lose it because the next month is the Super Bowl. So, you know, she's she's going to have to get up there. And Rihanna's not much of a performer, but I'm sure she wants to look good. Like she wants it, it probably is easier, you know, with um, to, to be lighter when you're performing, you know, a whole 20, 15, 20 minute set. Um, but she was wearing a custom black bustier, Chipperelli hot couture dress, and a matching velvet stole, okay? Honey was looking good. Mama looks beautiful. I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for her baby. I'm so happy for her and ASAP Rocky. Continue doing your thing, girl. I can't wait to see what you do at the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm excited, but moving on. Prince Harry's memoir, Spare, the first day. It sold 1.4 million copies. Okay, breaking records. I can't, I, you know, <clears throat> I, I get it because he's a royal and so many people, I, I'm not even, I, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, that, you know, must be white people. No, I think everybody, you know, doesn't matter what race you are, you know, everybody, people are invested in the royal family. So, I think for him to even release this book and to be somebody from the royal family to even, re you know, to release the tell-all and then the details of it, like he, he's getting in there, okay? He's talking about his private parts. He's like, you know, talking about a lot of deep stuff in there that he probably shouldn't mention, but, and, and I know a lot of people are like, it's enough. I'm tired of hearing, uh, you know, hey, man. I'm not mad at it. If Harry wants to, he feels like it's his time to be heard. He probably feels like he's never been heard. He probably feels like he's never had a voice. He probably feels like he's, you know, the title is a freaking spare. Come on now. His, even his father told him that, you know, you're the spare. Like, I think he just felt like he's finally heard. And then he goes on, he even says that he has enough of material. He, there was a lot of stuff he said he left out and that he does have enough material for another book. Hey man, these deals that he's getting, they're get him and Meghan Markle are making money moves here in America. Okay, they left that royal family was like we can make money on our own, and they are doing so. So, but congrats to Prince Harry. That's major to sell 1.4 million copies of a book on the first day. Like wow. Continue, you know, go boy. All right. Um, it's being reported that Kanye West got married at a secret ceremony to Bianca Sensori. Um, she's an architectural de designer at Yeezy. I don't know if you guys have seen this story, but they're saying that um, Kanye had a private ceremony um, in California, but um, they have not filed him and um, Sensori, Bianca Sensori, the, his uh, new, new bride, I guess you want to say. Um, they have not filed for a marriage certificate, so technically their marriage is not legal. Um, <clears throat> but both have been uh, spotted, both of them have been spotted wearing wedding rings, so it was some kind of commitment ceremony. And just a FYI out there, um, last month Kanye released a new song titled Sensory Overload. Um, so basically that was, I guess that was like a little hint that he, he, you know, that's who his new boo is, you know, Bianca Sensori. Um, she's very cute though. And reports are saying that Kim hated her and I can see why she's a very pretty girl. Very, she's a cute girl. You know, I, I can say a lot more, but I'm just going to see how this plays out before I, you know, I just want to see if he even confirms it. But they said in the song that, um, 
sensory overload. He said in the song that he has to be married before he can have sex, which makes no sense to me. If it's not legal, then what? You're just having sex? <laughs> you're not. You're technically not married? I don't know. Okay. If Kanye is really married, congrats to him. Not taking that away from him, but you never know with Kanye. He just has, he'd be all over the place. But anyways, continuing on. Page six reports Gwen Stefani interviewed with Allure magazine claiming she is Japanese. What is going on? Okay. Despite not having no ethnic ties to the country. So I guess Gwen Stefani, she did an interview recently with Allure magazine and the reporter happened to be Japanese. She had, Jap you know, from Japanese descent and Gwen Stefani, she goes on to say that she visited the district of Harajuku before releasing her now controversial Harajuku Lo um, Lovers Collection in 2004 and realized she's an Asian. She just woke up one day and realized she's Asian. Okay. Not only does she, inv um, does she identify as part Asian, she also says she's a little bit of an Orange County girl, a little bit of a Japanese girl and a little bit of an English girl. Okay. <laughs> um, so Allure Magazine, well, basically a rep for Stefani reached out after the interview, basically trying to clarify Stefani's, um, you know, uh, statements, basically saying that she was misunderstood. But Allure requested that Stefani go on record to clarify what she meant. Stefani and her team declined. So she's like, no, you're not catching me up on my words. I said what I said. Honestly, it's 2023, Gwen Stefani. Like, you, you should know better, girl. You have no Japanese in you. You got away with, you know, the Harajuku collection back in 2004. It's not happening in 2023. It's called a cultural appropriation, especially when you're trying to monetize off of it and you have no, no, no ethnic ties, no cultural ties to that you know, to, to the Harajuku. First of all, <clears throat> back into the, you know, it's crazy how much things have changed, but that's because Me Too, Me Too changed everything. Me Too, and I mean, it's a good thing, but it's also like, oh man. But at the same time, um, it, it just, I, I like it because it, it makes you, it, it makes us all aware. It makes us, we have to be aware that, you know, we, we can't just walk around and say what we want to say and, and, you know, we have to be conscious and mindful of other people, you know, other people's backgrounds, other people's preferences, you know. And I just, I love Gwen Stefani, but I feel like this was like, you, she shouldn't even said this. She shouldn't even claim that she was Japanese. She shouldn't even, all you have to do, girl, is say, I was wrong for releasing this Harajuku Lovers Collection. Because you, it, it it's no different, and I'm not trying to make this, I'm not trying to go there, but I have to. It's no different from the Kardashians seeing black, which they, mind you, they do this. This is something that has been reported. Like, people have been saying this. They'll see things black women do, and then they'll turn around and do the same thing. I.E., Chris uh, Kim Kardashian with some cornrows. I get that your kids are half black, honey, but you're not. Period. Uh Chloe uh, Kardashian wearing Bantu knots. I'm not even gonna get into that. Why? Why the fuck is Chloe Kardashian wearing Bantu knots? Like, I'm not. Like, I'm not gonna get into it. But anyways, like I said, we're in a different climate. Gwen, 
clarify that. Like, you got to clear that up. You can't you can't just leave because Allure, what they're going to do is they're going to take that and they're going to run with it. The reporter, it seems like she was offended that you were even sitting up there saying, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm Japanese. I am. I'm a Japanese girl. I'm an Orange County girl. I'm an English girl. Oh, man, the white privilege of it all. That just, oh, my God. But anyways, Stefani, please get that together. Moving on. Damson Idris and Lori Harvey are officially a thing. They are officially dating. I know this makes a lot of people mad. Um, people that, for those who don't know who Damson Idris is, I don't know how you do, you don't, but he is the lead character, um, in Snowfall, FX's, um, series, Snowfall, it comes back on in February, it's the final season, I can't wait to see it, he plays Franklin, Cold Show, if you have not seen it, I suggest you see it, um, hey, I'm all for it, Lori Harvey, she's doing her thing, she is a woman of the 2020s, okay, She's definitely, um, and, and I like it. I'm not, I'm not even opposed to it. I'm not mad at her. You know, I don't, I don't know that girl's business. So we all can assume that she's sleeping with all these guys that she's been with, but we don't know that. We don't know. She's probably, we don't know. We don't know. Cause we're not in the room with them. We're not on dates with them. We don't know what's going on, but I respect that she's not getting caught up in situations. She keeps it moving she keeps it classy and moving. She keeps it private and moving. Like, like that's how you're supposed to move. You're supposed to, you're not, you know, you're supposed to tie up all your ends. There's no loo- loose ends with Lori Harvey. Once she's done with you, she's done with you. And there's nothing wrong with that, women, ladies out there. There's nothing wrong with wanting to, you can, it's 2023. You can date whoever you want to date. It, this is not in the 1950s. You do not have to be with that man that you were in high school with. Like, it's not that deep. You can date multiple, you know, people and, and figure out what you like and find, you know, find yourself. And, and that's what I suggest for anybody in their 20s, especially your 20s, is to date. Date. Go out there and date. I suggest it. I mean, if you have found love, you know, congrats. All power to you, you know beautiful thing but you know in my experience dating is the best because you you learn who you are in that process you learn what type of person you're looking for what what you're you know you 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 automatically learn what you will put up with what you won't put up with and that's what I respect about Lori Harvey and I know a lot of people are mad but that's that's not her problem she's gonna live her life She's in a new relationship with Damson Idris. Moving on. Iggy Azalea joins OnlyFans. Oh, man. Okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with OnlyFans. It's another stream of way of making money. So there's nothing wrong with it. I, you know, I take that back. That, uh, that uh, I'm not looking down on anything. I'm not judging nothing. You know, OnlyFans is, hey, if you, if you got it, you can flaunt it on there and people will pay to see it. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. It's better than, you know, well, I won't say that. Let me, I'm not going to say that either. Let me just zip that. I'm not even going to finish that statement. But anyways, according to a statement that she released, you know, because it was a big old announcement that she joined OnlyFans, um, she plans to release a stream of exclusive and uncensored photos, videos, music illustrations, and poetry on OnlyFans. I hope, I, I hope that... People are on there to see all that, but I, I'm sure that's not why they're paying to see. They're paying to see her butt-ass naked, but more power to you, Iggy. Get your money, girl. You know she's independent. She's doing her thing, so I'm not mad at her. All right. TJ Holmes and Amy Robach. I know I've been talking about this story for like 
the last four or five episodes, I've just been so into this TJ Holmes and Amy Robach mess, this this, this disaster from Good Morning America 3. Um, so basically, they're planning to possibly sue ABC, um, TJ Holmes and Amy Robach. Um, ABC has not told Holmes or Robach as to why they were taken off the air a month ago. Um, after that big old scandal came out that they were having an affair and then come to find out TJ Holmes has just been dipping and doing it with all the staff behind the scenes at Good Morning America. And the crazy thing is this Amy Robot, she's literally have seen she's seen him do this behind the scenes. And now you're going to be one of the girls that he's doing this with. Like, uh, it's just a mess. But anyways, they have lawyered up. And the lawyers plan to question, um, has ABC ever used the morals or conduct clause to fire or discipline two consenting adults at equal levels when both were white? So they're going to pull the race card with this one. Um, Sources say that this would be telling of ABC if morals clause invoked with a black and white coat, you know, with a black and uh, a black and white anchor from the show. I don't see it as that. I mean, if you... If you have been following the investigation, they found out that, first of all, T.J. Holmes has been married since, like, 2010. That's the first one. You're a married man. Okay, let's get that out the way. To a sister at that, a lawyer. She's a beautiful woman. And I think they have a kid together. I I didn't get that much detail into it. But he was married since 2010. So you've been married. And then in this investigation, they've come to find, they found out, I'm sure there's more, but they they discovered that he was having affairs with two, like, producers, people that were working at, you know, Good Morning America, women that were working, you know, there behind the scenes. He was messing around with them, and now he's on to Amy Robach. Okay, so... Sources, um, they're saying that the damages could be enormous, you know, enormous for them if their reputations and careers are ruined as a result of the discipline by ABC, you know. Well, insiders are saying that, you know, um, ABC wants Holmes out. They don't even they they want TJ Holmes out and they plan on replacing him and that they want to keep Amy Robach, but they want to have her do something else. So she won't be an anchor on GMA. They're going to have her doing something else. Um. Like I said before, getting into like the whole details of everything and knowing everything that I know, it, it was a, a lot of sloppiness behind the scenes. That's what I will say. Um, I mean, we are free. You know, everybody's a human being. Everybody, you know, should be free to, you know, do as you please or want, you know. But I think the reason why they're going to, you know, can Holmes is because it, it got messy. It's all in the news. It's all, you know, it's be, it's become scandalous. It's become distasteful. And then on top of that, you know, his wife is, you know, coming out with statements that she's blindsided. She's devastated because they they were, you know, planning to work on their marriage. So she doesn't even know where this is coming. It's just a mess. And I think Mr. Holmes got himself into a mess. And so did Miss Robach. And I'm gonna continue to watch this story because I want to see how this plays out. I personal think I personally think he's gonna be fired. I think they probably are gonna keep her, but they're gonna get rid of him because he's been his stick has been dipping in too many, too many, <laughs> too many places <laughs> behind the scenes. But that's all the hot topics for this week. Make sure you subscribe, share, and like 
on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure to follow the Cheston Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. A new episode will be on time next week, on next Tuesday. We're going to keep it on, you know, we're keeping it on Tuesday. So every Tuesday, a new episode, okay? All right, you guys. Take care of each other. Thank you. Peace.